Welcome to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards Marketing on Tap podcast. We're sponsored by the EGC Group. This is episode 20. Big milestone there, Jim. <laughs> uh, we're your CBMA's co-founders and your podcast co-hosts, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, we've been really busy wrapping up our 2022 award season over the past few weeks. Can't even believe it's almost ceremony time. I know. I wanted to just put a big thank you out to all of our 600 judges located across the globe who are actually right now completing their scoring. The competition could not work without you. Yeah, absolutely could not. Big thank you to them. For those who entered the awards this year, we've got two award dates this year. So mark your calendars. Uh, We're excited to share that on Thursday, April 28th, at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be announcing our winners virtually on Facebook Live, like we've done for the past two years. Um, but this year, for our two most popular categories, Best 16 to 20 Ounce Can Design and Coolest Tap Room or Beer Garden, we're going to be announcing those winners live at our party at CBC in Minneapolis on May 4th, around 7.30 uh, Central Time. We'll keep you guys posted on social about that. But we will also be streaming that event on Facebook. So uh, stay tuned for more details about that. Write those dates down. Stick them on a sticky note. Um, We can't wait to see who won. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. And the caliber of work that we're seeing in entries this year is like beyond amazing. We're hearing nothing but great things from the judges. Yeah, there's amazing stuff coming through. Um, If you haven't yet... You can still register to attend CBC, the Craft Brewers Conference in Minneapolis. It's always a great event and a great way to make new connections um, that can help grow your business, you know, do some collabs, pretty cool stuff going on out there. Uh, There's still time to register, which is awesome. You can register at craftbrewersconference.com. We can't wait to get out there and see everybody. Uh, This year, we have a combo booth with our partners at Hillebrand. Uh, We'll be at booth number 3225. We'll have some cool information about 2023. Hope to meet some of the winners. Yeah, and huge shout out. 2022 presenting sponsor for the CBMA's third year in a row. Our great friends at Hillebrand. So please just take a minute, visit hillebrandbeer.com and see how the Bev Pros can help take your business to the next level. They have an amazing suite of brewery-focused solutions. Um, Another big thank you to our 2022 Gold sponsor, Arrived. Um, We really appreciate all of their support. It's been super cool to work together. They're a great team. Um, You could visit them at Arrived.com, A-R-R-Y-V-E-D.com. They provide all-in-one POS uh, systems built and supported by hospitality experts, so they know what they're doing. Um, As everyone knows, since the pandemic, especially handling your point of sales is beyond critical. And uh, hey, look who we have here with us today. Uh, (laughs) We want to welcome to the CBMA's Marketing on Tap podcast from the awesome, awesome Arrive team. Alex and Melinda Ann are here with us. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Awesome, awesome to have you on. Um, Before we get moving... Can you guys give us a little bit about your roles on the Arrive team? Yeah, this is Alex. I'm the head of marketing here at Arrived. Um, I've been here for about three years and love it. It's just a wonderful company to be a part of. This is Melinda Ann Lowry. I am the head of sales here at Arrived. I've actually only been here since September, but I've got about 
little over a decade of experience in supporting various um, folks in the hospitality industry through technology um, and marketing. So really excited to, to be at this company and, and to see what we're doing for the brewery industry. Well, that's really cool. Well, first off, congrats is in order for you and your team. I know that you went through a rebrand, which we all know is a ton of work. Everything looks amazing. So let's talk about it. Uh, can you tell us what like the driving force was behind the change and where can we see it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is actually our second rebrand. Uh, we were founded in 2016 and um, upon founding, I think it was a friend of a friend who developed our first logo. Um, and it was really cute. Everybody loved it. It was, I don't know if you know the Google Maps pin. Um, it was the pin turned into a little caricature and he had a glass of beer in one hand and a dollar in the other. Um, <laughs> and that brand, is, it was really fun. Um, that got us through until around 2019. Um, and we did our first rebrand, just elevating. We called that little caricature the Y guy, um, kind of smoothing him out, uh, simplifying our colors and making it a palette that was easier to work with. At that time, I think we had around 100 customers in the craft brewing space and we were just going hard on craft beer. So the whole brand was designed um, for craft brewing. And over the last three years, yeah, that was 2019. So 2022, um, we've grown a lot. We still, our hearts are in craft brewing. The bulk of our customers are in craft brewing, but we've sort of naturally organically expanded into restaurants and music venues and distilleries and cideries, all the other beverage production ease. Um, and we wanted our brand to reflect that expansion into these other industries. Uh, the thing that we know connects us and connects the people that we serve in each of those industries is the idea of community. So we typically serve like the, the neighborhood hangout. We love dive bars. We also love these big craft breweries with giant lawns and food trucks and all that. But the, the common factor was the communities that they build and the communities they serve. So our rebrand um, went into that with that mission and came out with uh, it looks like a table. It's hard to describe on a podcast without visuals, but um, it's a table and underneath the table has arrived and we're, we're there supporting you. We're always behind the scenes. We're not there to be flashy. We're just there to help you do your job and um, create the communities that we all love and experience you know, in our off times. Um, so you can go to our website, arrived.com, A-R-R-Y-V-E-D.com, or come see us at CBC. We're going to have a big booth for booth number 119. Um, it's bright purple. You can't miss us. Um, we'll have a little lounge area if you want to come <laughs> rest your feet. It's been a fun experience to go through those two rebrands and see what that experience is like um, one after the other with a growing team in an industry that we just adore. I have a random question. Is there a story behind the purple? Because I love it. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> I do too. Um, you know, I don't know what the story was originally because I wasn't here when it was founded, but it was a decision made. And the first piece of swag we invested in when there were, I think, still only like five employees was this obnoxious purple sweatshirt that everyone loved. You know, they were just so excited to be part of the company, so excited by the mission. And so they wore those sweatshirts every single day. And when we went through the the rebrand, the only request was that we maintained the purple. I think it would just 
grew such camaraderie around Sorry, this. Could oh. you say that again? Sorry. <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Siri. Um, <laughs> yeah, the purple became um, symbolic of who we were and we had such camaraderie around being like the, the purple POS mm-hmm. and, uh, and now walking around big trade shows like CBC or um, we just were at the bar and restaurant expo in Las Vegas. Uh, we're one of the only companies with purple, so it kind of helps mm-hmm. us stand out and just helps show how we're unique in this space. Yeah, 100%. You guys stand out for sure. Um, I always know where you guys are. <laughs> um, I mean, that's awesome. A rebrand is no joke times two. Definitely no joke. Um, you guys also just dove into another big feat. Uh, you just put out a 2022 brewery growth trends report. Uh, that's some big doings there. Who participated in the survey and what kind of key takeaways can you guys share with us today? Yeah, this was a huge undertaking. Our our marketing team did such a great job with this. Um, We surveyed over 300 people. It was mostly brewery owners and managers, but not all arrived customers. We got a mix there, which was really helpful to see what was happening across the board. 61% of the folks that we surveyed were less than a million in annual revenue. And then 37% were in that 1 million to 5 million annual revenue. So they really reflected a lot of the customers that, that we serve. Um, and about 50% were serving food. Some of our key takeaways were um, that 76% of craft breweries expect sales growth in 2022. We've already started to see it in revenue picking up for you know, our customers, especially. They're focusing on three key investments, on-premise sales, Taproom sales are honestly the most profitable channel, right? That's 84% of of profit for most breweries. Distribution, as an annual revenue for breweries um, as they grow, so does the likelihood of of using a distributor. They they need that extra source of of getting their their beer out and spreading the word. And then operations. 73% of breweries said that 2022 was the year of the tech stack expansion. POS software still is the number one key software for breweries so far. I think that makes total sense. Um, where can people find the full report if they want to dive in a little deeper? They can go to our website. We have buttons all over the site to download the report. It's free to read. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting for us to see how the the data that we got from our customers and the data that we got from others in the industry was uh, so similar. You know, people are excited for the growth. They're coming out of covid on the heels of a couple of really rough years um, and already seeing the momentum of folks getting off their couches out of their houses and back into their communities. That's amazing. Let's discuss how you help breweries. We're heading into peak tap room season across the country, only compounded by a massive post COVID swell. How can arrive solutions help brewery teams manage their business? Sure. I mean, there are so many ways. One of the things we've seen people using, obviously the great comeback of all time was the QR code over the last couple of years. But what we've seen our customers do is really embrace how they use it to 
get a beer in the hand of their customer the second they walk through the door. Avery Brewing does a great job of this. Um, they don't use the QR at every table, but they use it when you walk in and there's a standing room only area where people can kind of hang out and socialize while they're waiting. And those people get a beer in their hand within seconds or minutes using this QR code to order. And it helps them be able to have a mobile and flexible way to pay and engage with their guests when maybe they don't have a full staff or, um, you know, it's, it's like patio outdoor season and, and you've got people all over the place. So this is a great way for people to get, you know, more business, more revenue, and, and then also just to have really happy guests, which is at the end of the day, what we all want. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That, I mean, that's really most businesses, number one priority. Have you used QR codes at a brewery before? You know, as soon as COVID started, um, we started to see it pop up and I really think it helped speed things along and um, help streamline the way uh, service happens. And I guess at the end of the day, customer satisfaction. Agreed. Yeah, that's awesome. But that's what we see too. And it's truly having people have flexibility is most important because it's still a new world and not everyone, you know, feels comfortable interacting in the same way. So giving that option for people to kind of move around and be a little bit more spread out has gone a long way with our customers and has really helped them, you know, stay afloat and recover through this time. Yeah. We're also seeing that the labor shortage is still having reverberating effects on the industry and um, QR codes should never replace a staff member, but it can certainly help them be more efficient in sort of the administrative part of their task or part of their job um, so that they can spend more time talking to their guests, um, sharing new specials or stories of the brewery um, and, and just focusing on the relationship building and less on coming and taking an order, coming back and taking a card, coming back and delivering a receipt, right? You can, you can facilitate a lot of those admin tasks with the QR codes. That's right. And, and we try to make it really easy for our customers to use it by including it in our base product model. Oh, that's great. I bet there's probably a ton of great data that um, you get as well that probably helps make better informed business decisions or streamline various flows within, you know, a brewery or a bar or a restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, we've actually seen that there's um, higher tips, 35% higher tips when guests are using QR codes and 35% higher tabs when they're using QR codes too. Wow. Um, yeah, which is amazing. It's great for everyone involved, right? Um, and you know, part of our hypothesis about why that's happening is because once you're ready for your second drink, you can order it so quickly and you don't have to wait for the um, server or staff member to free up. You don't have to walk up to the bar. So it just allows your conversation to flow more freely. And then again, like if your staff members are able to really create that relationship with your guests, your guest is going to be more likely to want to tip them higher. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So if you are a brewery or a bar or a restaurant or any type of business using POS, or if you're not using POS, even more importantly, I think it's really um, smart to check out Arrive.com and get things moving, especially before business really gets busy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to fast forward the next few weeks for us. Um, CBC is right around the corner for us. So crazy. Uh, we met your team out in Denver in September at the last conference, and you guys had so much cool stuff going on. 
Um, I'm hearing a rumor that there may be some car smashing happening this year. Um, what do you guys have <laughs> planned and where can we find you and that? <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun time. So um, we have a couple events going on. On Monday night at Arbiter Brewing, we're throwing a party with Hellebrand um, and Craft Beer Professionals. So come by that. And then on Wednesday night, this car smashing is going to happen at Forgotten Star Brewing. Um, we're calling it the Smash Your Craft Block Party. That's Wednesday night, 4, 4, 5, 4, May 4th, um, from 4 to 7 p.m. Um, we will have party buses that will take folks from the convention center to Forgotten Star. Um, we'll have beverages and some entertainment on the bus. And then the party at Forgotten Star, lots of food trucks. There's a Prince cover band. And then, yes, we have um, a salvaged car and sledgehammers. And um, it'll be a nice place to get some energy out after walking the trade show floor all day. Um, and then those party buses will take you back to the convention center. So if you're staying nearby, you won't have to worry about transportation. And by entertainment on the party buses, what Alex means is we've got a lot of arrived, awesome employees who are ready to make it the most fun and, mm -hmm. and um, MC those party buses. So I can't wait to see what they come up with to make it entertaining. Definitely. I cannot wait. I think Wednesday night is going to be a rager because <laughs> after your smash your craft block party, uh, I believe our party buses are also coming from your party and the convention center to the CBMA's party, which we're yeah. co-hosting with Hillebrand. And we'll actually be presenting two of our biggest categories this year at a very cool venue, which is the Poor House. So uh, I can't wait to see everybody. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. We're so I excited. Feel like, I feel like we all better start training for this. May 4th sounds like the longest day of our lives. <laughs> you better start hydrating now. Hydrate, Ooh, drink more water. Yeah, got some vitamin C going. We got to get it all happening. It's it's going to be a long one. All yeah, of it, all of it. we will also have liquid IVs on those buses. So if you need some electrolytes, that's the time. All right, I'm just going to take a few a few blocks with it on the bus. Just get it going. <laughs> exactly. 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 Um, so we've been following CBMA for a couple years now, and it's incredible the traction that you guys have built in the industry. And I know that this year you've had more entries than ever. The quality of the entries are incredible. And so what is that a reflective of? What are you seeing? What other trends? Yeah, I think a big part of that, I hate to say it, but people got really, really so much more creative during the pandemic and how they got there information out there, which led to platforms, you know, like TikTok um, and those cheaper ways of creating video and getting messaging out there, um, more of a reality for everybody to execute, which I think is fantastic. Also on May 4th, that morning, um, again, longest day of our lives, we are hosting at CBC our Marketing Trends, uh, Marketing 3.0 seminar at CBC. So if you are attending CBC, come check us out there. We will be talking about marketing trends and what we've been seeing um, over the past year with our new entries. But yeah, talking about things like video um, and content creation in general, um, podcasting and TikTok, you know, those were two big things that also blew up bigger than expected. Um, we're going to dive into a little bit about NFTs and the metaverse, which should be interesting um, going into that world. So you know, I think it's going to be an interesting and productive conversation. We've got a panel 
Um, we'll be announcing soon who's going to be on that, but it should be a great learning experience for everybody and a good conversation. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's a great way to summarize it. I mean, we've been very fortunate this year. We have over 600 judges and these are professionals in marketing and design and brewing and beyond from all around the world. So I think we just got infused with this great flavor of talent um, from everywhere. And they're the eyes that are critiquing the entries. So we're really fortunate to have this amazing competition and it definitely is growing each year. And we've been excited to embrace all the feedback that we get. So we've incorporated, um, you know, exciting new categories that are really like a sign of the times, whether they're collaborations, but we've always seen the brewery um, folks and the industry in general really be able to band together when things get tough. And I think we saw it, you know, in its biggest case ever with COVID and really just so appreciative to be involved um, with this community as well. I love that. Yeah, when, as part of our onboarding process, our social media manager follows every brewery we onboard. And at least once a week, I get a screenshot of some amazing grid on Instagram or sends over some really funny video. And it's incredible the creativity that comes out of this industry beyond just the beverages they're making, but also the, the marketing, the content they're creating, their can design and their websites. It's just really inspiring. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's great to see. We can't wait to show off all this great work and show off our crushy winners. It was awesome having you on today and we're thrilled that arrived as part of the CBMA's team. So thank you again. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> team CBMA's is already planning our 2023 awards um, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the awards, please email me, uh, Jackie at craftbeermarketingawards.com. It's pretty easy to remember. Um, and another reminder again, Thursday, April 28th at 4 p.m. Eastern time, we will be announcing our winners virtually on our Facebook Live. And our best 16 to 20 ounce can design and coolest tap room category winners will be announced live from that party we talked about at CBC on May 4th around 7.30 p.m. And that's Central Time. Uh, that will also be streamed on Facebook. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, and like we said, after the awards are over and all the crushy winners are announced, you'll be able to review all the amazing work on our 2022 Winners Gallery at craftbeermarketingawards.com and see you on our Facebook page April 28th and at CBC in May. And we hope you crush it. Woo, see you guys there. Thanks, Arrived. Thank, Thank you. you.